This week on American Ninja Warrior, we attempt to actually drown contestants by making them exhaust themselves and then push a 100-pound door up underneath the water. That's right. It's an all-new challenge because we've decided that if you don't win American Ninja Warrior, you, you die. die. You die on the spot. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the American Ninja Warrior fan cast. I'm Jess, and this is Jonathan. Yep. And I don't... <laughs> Thanks for the support there, babe. Almost as much support as Daniel Gill got when he beefed it on the second obstacle. Beefed it. And I had... He was top of my betting pool. Top of my fucking betting pool. I don't know if that's how betting pools work, but I had him I had him tops. I was, I was rooting for him to go all the way, and I had a lot of money on it, and I lost a lot of money. I genuinely thought Najee Richardson was going to die. I really like Najee Richardson, and I thought maybe he wasn't going to make it. I got real scared. Yeah, me too. I wasn't as scared, though. Scared. <laughs> well, this pilot for our American Ninja Warrior <laughs> fan cast is fucked. It's fucked and done, and it's dumb. I guess we'll just do the other thing, then. What's the other thing we're doing? Hey, everybody. You're listening to Everyone's a Critic. Oh, shit. I'm Jess. And I'm Jonathan. And this is the internet's first curated volume of other people's opinions, where we just score the internet for the world's funniest reviews on the world's most random things, and we just try to make each other laugh. Score the internet. Score right. We score it on a scale of one to ten. No, like isn't that like a like if you you're thinking about scour scour? Listen, it's late. My brain only. It's like seven p.m. My brain shuts off at like. It does shut off. Six. Yeah, you pretty much walk in and you're done. I'm done. I'm done. I work a hard job. I get home. I'm all done. It's all Food Network and and death from there. Food Network and death. Anyway, we scour the internet and then we don't tell anybody because marriage has secrets. Mm -hmm. We don't tell each other. Nope. And it's really, really hard because all I want to do all week long is talk about what I'm thinking about. And so now you can finally tell me. What did you bring this week? I'm going to talk about tuna salad. And also flaming Hot Cheetos. And what made you bring those two things together? Just thinking about food you like? I'm just hungry a lot. I'm just hungry all the time. You're pretty much hungry all the time. Um, uh, tuna salad from all recipes, I'm hoping. Yes. Old favorite. Oh, yes. I have, I have a dose of recipes from the all recipes, and they are both lit. Awesome. Awesome. I can't wait to hear what makes them so lit. What are you bringing? I am bringing... Oh, shit. Okay. So, <laughs> you will recall that we, in one of our past episodes, learned that if you talk shit on the Food Network website about a recipe... You get dragged. You get dragged. You get dragged real hard. Oh. So I thought, okay, let me get on the Food Network website and find enough uh, responses to reviews that are rude that I can make an episode out of it. I pulled up a lot of pages because I thought I was going to need to do a lot of research to find enough material for one podcast. I started with three different chefs and I was going to go through all their recipes and try to get enough material. I did not make it through the first chef before I had too much material. And so that's what I'm bringing. Our new recurring segment, Talk Shit, Get Dragged. Talk Shit, Get Dragged. And actually, I think I'm starting this week. Oh, boy. Okay, yes. Tell me about people fighting on the internet. So what I want to do is go chef by chef whenever I do these segments. And our first chef, someone who's not really on our radar but is definitely on mine now, Trisha Yearwood. Oh, shit. 
Can I tell you how much I know about Trisha Yearwood? What do you know about Trisha Yearwood? I know about her country songs in like the 90s when I was listening to country music. And one time she did, she was on Wait, Wait, Don't Tell Me. So I heard that interview on NPR and that, and I know she was, she is married to Garth Brooks. That's what I got. Yeah, I pretty much knew that she was something something Nashville and something something Garth Brooks. And that was basically it. Um, I have since read all these all these recipes that she puts up on the internet, and um, there's some real interesting ones. Um, let's get started with my first recipe for from Trisha Yearwood, chicken tortilla casserole. Yum! Now, I have reviews from like eight different recipes. Mm-hmm. It's entirely too many to really go over the recipes very much. Mm-hmm. Uh, just know that for the most part, Trisha Yearwood does not really believes in er- does not really believe in herbs and spices very much. That's a, not that's really, a damn shame. Not really her thing. It's a damn shame. So chicken tortilla casserole. Our first review from anonymous Food Network user. Let's call him c- Carpet. Carpet. Carpetbagger Benny. <laughs> Carpetbagger Benny has this to say about chicken tortilla casserole. This is proof that people think if you throw enough butter in something, it will taste at least okay. I modified right from the beginning. Never use raw onions that way. <laughs> I oven roasted a cut up chicken in the same dish I used for the casserole. Made the gravy by sauteing onion and butter and the pan drippings, then added more spices, jalapeno, and garlic. All in one pan, I added whatever liquid needed for gravy. Only two dishes dirty. Way too much fat and lack of techniques to develop flavor. We'll not make this again, but we do have to figure out how to make the rest palatable. Did she put the onions in her essential oil diffuser? That would be a really interesting way to do onions. I'm into that. Uh, don't don't use raw onions like that. <laughs> Did she scrub her like toilet bowl? I don't not like that. I know. I have I couldn't tell you. Oh <laughs> good, 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 good. But good, in solid. this in this response with five upvotes, we have Chef Boy R E. Oh no, we don't. I think you should watch the video again. Maybe you might learn something. Oh shit. Oh, Whoa. Uh, Next comment. Kathy Urbano. Texture of this is awful. It reminds me of one of those soup casserole recipes from the 60s or 70s. Does have a processed flavor and is heavy. Just doesn't taste good. Response. From a user whose name I did not copy paste. Surprised you even tried this one. Lenny. We'll We'll call him Lenny. Surprised you even tried this one. Seeing as how it is, it has a four and a half star rating, which you've added to. I've only seen you give a good review to one of Trisha's recipes, and that was for her pimento cheese spread recipe. What's wrong with those soup casserole recipes from the 60s or 70s? I grew up on a lot of them since I was born in the 50s, and also gooey ducks, oysters, clams, lots of salmon, venison mostly. That's, <laughs> that's dear to all you non-hunters out there. Some... Some moose and bear. No idea what the fuck that person's talking about. But Those are all the things they ate growing up, obviously. Listen. What that person did, they got real upset. They got real upset. They Food Network stalked Kath, poor Kathy Urbano, who just didn't like the recipe. Found out stalked. How they, found out how they reviewed everything else. And then uh, just listed off a bunch of meats. Excuse me. Welcome to my welcome to my childhood home. Excuse me. We have moose. We have venison. That's deer. That's deer. 
That's dear. We have a gooey duck. We have an elephant. We have a giraffe. We have some canned portobellos. Like what? I just in the pantry. We're just in the pantry at their childhood home. We have I don't both, understand. Mo- both moose and bear. And bear, obviously. And it just now struck me that they have bear. Wait, bear's really on the list? I thought you were... No, no, that's the last one, bear. And I, for some reason, my brain was like, that's normal. People eat bear. People also don't... I mean, I guess people do eat moose. Yeah, sure. But I feel like... You don't really eat... I mean, you can That's eat. a ballsy son of a bitch trying to eat a moose. Well, I think... Yeah. Or maybe you just ran the moose over. Oh, no, I don't think you can. Have you seen a moose? It would be like hitting moose, a building. Moose are, are Norse gods. It would be they like are, running a building over. Exactly. Like just a little house if you just ran your car into a small house. I mean, the moose might bite it, but so will you. You don't live. Fair enough. Fair. <laughs> we have a response here to an unclear recipient I read through every single comment on this recipe trying to figure out who this person is talking to. No idea. No idea. It's just in there empty. It's It's you? It's me. They're talking to me. Okay, great. This is a response from Pretty Kitty P. Yeah, talking to me. That's, yeah. Amen. That remark was way too funny and correct. I (laughs) I have made this recipe a couple different times and have both times have gotten good feedback. Also, both times I tweaked the recipe to suit different tastes. The recipe is a solid one, and how you follow the recipe determines the outcome. To the woman that said the recipe is bland and heavy, I am sorry, but it sounds like you don't cook yourself out of a hamburger helper. Best wishes to you and hope you and your family do not starve. There is always takeout. Smiley face. Shit, son. Jesus. Like, that just went so many places, like... Amen, sister, to the person who like said it was okay or something. But I if know. you think this is bland, I'm sorry, you're garbage and you're gonna kill your family. <laughs> I like that that's where we went. Like you said this recipe is bland. I hope your family doesn't die I of know. starvation. I know. It's like it's like nice Midwestern mom's take on like mob tactics. <laughs> yeah. You you suck and I hope your family doesn't die. Wink wink. Uh, wink, wink, wink. Get it? Get it? Get it? I'm going to kill your family. I'm going to kill your Don't family. Don't talk shit about Trisha Yearwood. <laughs> I'll kill your family. Um. Okay, we have Janny Pan. J- Janny Pan? Janny Pan. Mm. Too salty, unless you like salt. It is bland, too. So pretty simple comment. Kind of harmless. Nicholas C. Really? The recipe only calls for half a teaspoon of salt and salt to taste. Obviously, you don't know how to read. <laughs> This is from Mixologist Janet. This was completely tasteless. What a waste of time. I'm finished trying Trisha Yearwood's recipes. I haven't found any flavor in anything she makes. She needs to stick to the sheet music and get out of the kitchen, in my opinion. Oh, Lord. So someone's trying to drag Trisha Yearwood, but let's see oh, them get that's, dragged that's back. That's a dangerous game. On the, the most fo- yes, dangerous it, game. It really is. Response, PJW821. So now maybe you will stop watching her show and reviewing her recipes since they don't taste good to you. Many of us do like her recipes, and we don't have to read your negative reviews anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to read them anyway. I, Fuck you off. You don't have to read them anyway. You made that choice. You made that choice. I don't. That's what I don't get. And that's why I think it's fun and fine to do the show where we like 
make fun of the things that people say on the internet because they didn't need to write them there. They made that choice. And we made that choice to read them. And this person made that choice to read it. And like, I just, there's an element of fair game. And also like, this life is a choose your own adventure. You don't have to look at it if you don't want to. Like, I don't... It reminds me of the standby eight-year-old response to any criticism they ever see on YouTube, which is, I would like to see you do better. Yeah. I'm rubber and you're glue. So, yeah. turns out. Oh, oh, you think you think this person didn't cook it right? I'd like to see you do better. One time we watched this Canadian show. Oh, this is so off track. One time we watched this one Canadian show called Eat Your Words, where they literally tried to make that concept like a real thing. Remember? We watched this. Y'all, he's looking at me like he's never met me before. Um, mm. But <laughs> we watched it and it was so bad. It was like people who had badly reviewed somebody's recipe. And then this Canadian cooking channel was like, you come on and do it better. And of I course they remember. didn't because uh, they shouldn't. They shouldn't like, have to. Shouldn't That's have not to how do criticism works. Than professional chefs. Like if it was valid criticism, then that then it's it's in that person's charge to like make it better. If it was invalid criticism, then it's that person's charge to just let it roll off their backs. No one ever looked at Roger Ebert and was like, "You didn't like that Nicolas Cage movie? I'd like, I'd to, like to, see to see you do better. I'd like to see you be a better Nicolas Cage, Roger Ebert." Listen, I'm gonna put you in a basket full of bees, Robert Rob Roger <laughs> Roger Ebert. Um, okay. We have reviews for pork chops and rice. Sounds exciting. Okay, well, no, totally solid. I ate a lot of pork chops and rice as a kid. A little applesauce. Big Bad Brad. <laughs> <laughs> what? Is he? <laughs> we're, we're, get ready for it, because oh, he, he's God. a bad boy. I'm you ready edge, for this bad boy? I'm seat for he's Big a, Bad Brad. He's a bad, bad, he's a big, bad boy. <laughs> why, why is everyone so mean to Trisha? She rocks my socks off. The e-rice was nice and dry, just how ya boy likes it. The pork chop was underdone and hurt my tummy. But that's okay. I forgive you, Trisha. I wish people were nicer to you. Okay, bye. Love you. (laughs) It hurt his tummy? Apparently. That's so sad for him. When you're you're a big bad boy, sometimes things hurt your tum-tum. But he undercooked his pork chop. I feel like you could tell... If it's not cooked all the way through, would you check it? Would you check the meat that comes out of the broiler? You check it? Apparently not. And then it doesn't hurt your tum-tum. Valinda G. Where do you find a 10-ounce can of broth? I used the regular 14-ounce can, and of course, I messed it up. So I had to improvise. Bolingbrook. You ever hear of a measuring cup? (laughs) You want to hear the really terrible thing, though? What's that? Because you said, where do you find, I used the 14 ounce can and my brain went, you could put in a measuring cup. (laughs) (laughs) You know what, uh, you know what makes you, you know what, you know what makes you better, babe? What? You would have been polite about it. I would have. Well, I also would not have posted it because I would have like then gone to bed with extreme guilt about what I said (laughs) on the internet to a stranger. I would have. Okay, not not these days. When I was in high school, I would have said the mean thing and then refreshed constantly to wait for a response. <laughs> no sleep for you. Did she like my measuring cup comment? Did somebody like it? Did somebody like it? Claire M. I hate this site. Response from Foodie151.
gotta get to the response. Oh gosh, okay. Foodie, one five one. I'm sure they're losing sleep over that. Oh, Whoa, shit. damn. Oh. Uh, yep, that took too long. I've got more recipes for us later, but for now. Let's get to tuna salad. Tuna salad. Tuna salad. It's salad that's made of stinky fish. Stinky fish. Um. It's <laughs> putting my biases out there. I just, I just ate so much tuna salad as a child, and it just has a, a little soft spot. A little soft spot. You, right you know, in the crook of my heart. You know what gives me existential terror? What's that? I think I might like it now because I'm older, and I'm just afraid to try it because I don't want to know. I don't want to know if I would like it now, but I think I would. I think if I ate it, I'd be like, some good good mayo fish. Those are the things they never warn you about. They mm-hmm. tell you that your knees are going to hurt all the time, but they don't tell you that now you like tuna salad. Yeah, I know. This is Barbie's tuna salad. Wait, Barbie's tuna salad? Barbie's, yeah, Barbie's. Like Malibu. Like Malibu, yeah. Or okay. a shortened form of the term Barbara, if you feel like you can own the name Barbie. Right. Or any of the other Barbie variants. Springtime Barbie. G.I. Jane. Summer Solstice uh, Barbie. One seven ounce can white tuna. Six tablespoons mayonnaise. One tablespoon Parmesan cheese. Three tablespoons sweet pickle relish. Uh, onion flakes, curry powder, dried parsley, dried dill weed, garlic powder. X-Files Barbie. So, um... Little little fun, a little bit fun, little curry powder, a little Parmesan cheese. We're getting bit, yeah, we're getting a little, getting, bit extra. Getting a little zesty, yeah. ALS gal twenty nine eighty six had this one star review. Oh please, hit me up. I had to use six cans of albacore for this. My guests hated it, so I reassured them that this is a top notch recipe. Then I tried it. Ugh. I was mortified. Okay, but okay. So going back to the recipe a little bit, you being the tu- the tuna salad aficionado. Oh gosh! Oh gosh! Okay. Go what on. what on earth about that recipe could possibly be so vile? Unless you just don't like tuna. Okay. Well, I I, I would not call myself a tuna salad aficionado for reasons that will become clear. But you've had tuna salad at so many subways. You must know by now. It all all the ins and outs. It only, Subway just has the one recipe though. Ooh, I feel like we, oh man, we've really undercut the joke I'm about to make. Helicopter Barbie. <laughs> sweet Jam. All recipe user Sweet Jam has this two-star review. I fancy myself a tuna aficionado. I have been looking at this recipe for months and finally decided to make it today for lunch. I wanted to make it early so the flavors would meld together. I followed the recipe exactly, except that I didn't have dill. I only had fresh parsley, not dried. I have to tell you, I was very disappointed in this recipe. First of all, there is way too much mayo. The tuna is practically swimming in it. I think three tablespoons would have been better. There is also too much relish. All you could taste was relish and mayo, so it was really mayo relish sandwich. I will not be making this again. In fact, I will probably throw out what is left. And I thought this review was going to be funny. Because my joke was going to be, who calls themselves a tuna salad aficionado? Oh. <laughs> and then you called me a tuna salad aficionado. 
You got to wear your titles. I don't know why you're so ashamed of it. But I, it's, it's, it's canned tuna, you know? Like, if it was real tuna, and they call themselves a tuna aficionado. Um, specifically. Not a tuna salad, but a tuna. And I just, like, it's, it's kind of sad to even call what comes in the sun-kissed can tuna. And yeah. I know that. I own that. I know what I'm eating is not, like, real fish that's really good for me. Not that tuna is bad. You're but getting the bits. Yeah, even even the FDA is like, maybe let's limit it to like twice a week so you don't get mercury poisoning. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I just... Mm, I'm an iceberg lettuce aficionado. Like, I just... <laughs> you know, it just feels kind of the same. It's like, there's not... This isn't something that gets an aficionado. Yeah, so like Epicurious isn't going to put up a YouTube video tomorrow that's like, tuna salad expert tells you which one is expensive. Yeah, you know, because I feel like even the stuff that's made with real, like, fresher tuna, it, it, it's still got a shelf life of, like, six million years <laughs> due to the way that it's processed. Like, so yeah. it's not, even the people who are doing it good. It's a risky, risky little product. Like, it's not, It's you don't get to be an aficionado. Okay. Do you have another one? Yeah, okay. We're going to switch recipes. Good. <laughs> I want to hear. Says, I guess goofy. Um, now that we've done the the Italian Indian version. Yeah. So we're gonna switch over to new wife tuna salad. My husband says this tuna salad is even better than his mother's. Not too pickly tasting. Mild with a nice blend of flavor. You could add more mayo for a creamier salad. Is the pitch. So the whole the whole thing in our culture of like the wife coming in to replace the mom. I. I've always found that kind of creepy. I don't know oh, if that's just me. It's creepy and toxic because it infantilizes men is what it does. Yeah, it does do that too. Which is strange given that in the 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 our culture is to make it so that the man is the strong like alpha provider while simultaneously saying that they need to be taken care of by somebody who is not their equal but is there to take care of them. And it's really infantilizing. Yeah, I call that the King of Queens contradiction. <laughs> it was really, really revolutionized by um, Kevin James. Mm. Mm-hmm. Um. Anyway. Dog food, Barbie. <laughs> uh, four five-ounce cans of tuna drained, five hard-boiled eggs chopped, uh, sweet onion, celery, mayonnaise, dill pickle relish, honey mustard, celery seed, seasoned salt, and ground black pepper goes into this recipe. Do you normally put eggs in your stinky tuna salad? I mm, mm. For a little extra stink? It, yeah, a little extra stink. You know what my breath needs while I'm eating this? Some hard-boiled eggs. Some egg yolk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Lula Grable has this to say. Made this exactly as the recipe said, and all I could taste was tuna fish. The next day, I added more dill relish, onions, honey mustard, and celery, and didn't tell my family. After lunch, I inquired if it tasted any different than the day before. Everyone said no, just tuna fish. I was very disappointed in this dish. It seemed like a waste of ingredients for a very bland one-note flavor. It would probably taste better without the tuna, just the eggs and other flavors. Taking this one out of my receptive box. Damn. See, so the problem with this recipe for this person is that it was a tuna salad recipe and it made them a tuna salad. (laughs) Don't you hate it when you go to make a cake and you find a chocolate cake recipe and then you get a chocolate cake? 
I, I just keep making these chocolate cakes and not a single fucking one of them has turned out a carrot. <laughs> not not a fucking one. <laughs> this burger recipe, we made we made I my my family we made like 16 burgers in advance. And fuck me if they're just so bad. It would have been better just take the meat out. Just take the meat out. Just take the meat out. Got some I'm, bun and some tom. Yeah, Boom, that's it. Done. That's it. That's all I ever wanted. It's my new... Actually, here's a link. It's my new recipe on all recipes. It's called Jamie Madison's Bun Toms. <laughs> bun and Tom it, Barbie. <laughs> Pomplemousse has this to say. That was a one-star review. Good. Okay. Before This is a four-star review. Ooh, all right. A little moderation. I like that. <sighs> I wasn't willing to hard boil any eggs, and I'm not a fan of onions. I'll use in cooking, but not raw. So I left out those ingredients. I added in some dried minced onions for the onion flavor. Not quite enough pickle flavor for me, but I'm a bit of a pickle freak. I like the celery and celery seed in this tuna salad. Thanks. So if this was the Food Network website, I think Mary S. would be saying, why did you give it four stars? You didn't do the recipe exact. You changed things. Then gave it a bad review. That's on you. Uh, I mean, I like that she gave it four stars. I just couldn't get over. I wasn't willing to hard boil the egg. <laughs> oh, my God. I was sitting around all day. I played every Mario Kart track twice. I'm, I'm not a fan of onions. And I could have found a recipe that didn't have onions, but like, meh. No. Anyway, Wire Fox Terrier Mom has this four-star review. Don't you just hate it when people change the whole recipe and then rate it? I do. But here I am doing it. Sorry. <laughs> sorry, not sorry. I basically combined Barbie's tuna salad on this site and new wife tuna salad. I used five hard-boiled eggs, seven six-out cans of tuna, one stock celery, one cup chopped sweet, whatever. She says what she used. Um, she added the Parmesan cheese. Did she do the curry powder? No. Okay. Um... It was a great, it was great as an open faced sandwich topped with the cheese and broiled in the oven just enough to melt the cheese. Thanks to Tanaquil, author of Barbie's Tuna Salad and Garden for New Wife Tuna Salad. What's that? What's, what's their username again? Wirefox Terrier Mom. So we've got DJ Wirefox Terrier Mom up here just fucking sampling, slinging vinyls left and right. Stamplin, just a little, oomph, a little oomph, bit of this, a little bit of that, a little yeah. bit of oomph, Barbie's new wife's Barbie's new wife. So I think we're all wondering. I think we're all wondering which which recipe did you find first? Uh, Barbie's Barbie's. Uh, no, so you found Barbie's and then found a review talking about Barbie's in the other one. That's amazing. I know the internet's amazing. We are all connected. Missy Green has this four star review. Good, but you know, to me, it tasted like pretty basic tuna salad. Not anything different than what I've tasted before. I always make tuna salad the same way, so it tastes much different from what I usually do. 
but it tastes similar to prepackaged tuna salad, only chunkier, which is fine if that's what you're going for. Don't get me wrong, it's good and I enjoyed it, but I didn't think it tasted much different than other tuna salads. I mean, shouldn't she have found a fucking waffle recipe instead? If she's so, so into waffles? I just... <laughs> I mean, if you're such a such a she, compulsive, she just fucking let go my ego. Yeah, if she's such a compulsive fucking waffle junkie that she has to both eat it and do the verb constantly. Then maybe she should just review waffle recipes all the fucking time. That's what I'm thinking. I'm going. I'm going hard on this one. Yes, I'm going yes. fucking hard Coming for Missy. I do. I do. I'm not sure that everybody uses the term waffle as deftly as you do, or as consistently. I'm not sure most people have been criticized for waffling quite as heavily as I have in my life. <laughs> See, that's false because there is one person who's been criticized for waffling more than you. And that's me because I married you. <laughs> I did most of the criticizing because I got hit with it first. I had a roommate. I had a fucking roommate. Let me tell you. And he liked <laughs> he liked to call me the human waffle. And ever since then, I've been better. Probably not. But I've certainly let other people know you're waffling. And that's how I feel about you. And I've never gotten any better. Nope. Not one time. But Missy, you're fucking waffling. You're waffling. Let's not waffle on getting back to Trisha Yearwood. People that watch Trisha Yearwood, they really like Trisha Yearwood. And that's very common with a lot of the Food Network chefs. They seem to garner these like super fans. Mm-hmm. And this is this is in other things too. But um you know, it's it happens with like YouTubers and it happens with other parts parts of popular culture. But it's usually like little kids that are getting in on that and getting real super fanny and like going out of their way to defend someone to the death on the internet. Mm. The Food Network is like that rare place where the middle aged people get into it. <laughs> like that's what happens. So let's re- let's explore more of this cultural phenomenon as it occurs with Trisha Yearwood. Oh boy. Oh boy. Oh boy. We got Gwen. Don't know who Gwen is. Gwen's Stefani. Ol- yes, Gwen Stefani's old-fashioned potato beef casserole. Mmm, yummy. Mm. Christy Rainville had this to say: "Haven't made this yet, but looks good for potluck. I think when I make it, I'll add garlic and, of course, bacon. Yum." Response: Why would you rate a recipe that you have not made yet? Response: Look again. She did not rate it. Wow. What the fuck? So she just left a comment. She was just like, hey, Trisha, looks good. Looking good, girl. And that's that doesn't fucking fly. That was actually, no. It was like a positive comment. Yeah. And still, no, you got dragged. Flame roasted. We have clear we have clear rules here at the Food Network. No humans ops, allowed. Ops. No humans. No humans allowed. Androids no bullshitting only. in the reviews. No comments without stars, bitch. Food Network user Sherilyn has this to say. I never read reviews before making a recipe. I judge for myself. Glad I didn't read the reviews. My family absolutely loved this recipe. Was asked to make it again and again, and they are all extreme food critics and picky, fussy eaters. Way to go, Trisha. Like always, your recipes are delightfully delicious. Yum! 
Wish your show was on every day of the week and not just on Tuesday and Thursday. Wow, Cheryl, I didn't know you were Wolfgang Puck's mom. (laughs) I know, right? Greitzel has this to say. Bland. Too many potatoes. Ratio of potatoes to meat is way off, and there isn't much flavor outside of the cheese. Response from our old friend, Sherilyn. Oh, man. Can't you be creative? Add flavors that you love. That's what I do. I get creative. For me, if a recipe is quote-unquote bland, I quote-unquote doctor it up a little. If you like a little kick or spice, add it. And try putting equal amounts of meat and potato in it. Just trying to help. Not trying to start a war on here. Smiley face. So what Sherilyn is saying is anytime you come across a recipe on the internet, don't take it as like, you know, that's not what you're supposed to do. It's basically just a little note that says, hey, try meat and potatoes together. And then you do whatever the fuck you want. Which, I mean... It's there, fair there's to a say vein that, for that. There's a yeah. vein for like you gotta be like if when you're if you're like a good cook, then you look at a recipe and you add something. But like, but it's not it that adding is usually lateral. It's usually like, well, this recipe might be good, but I like it this way, so I'm gonna do it this way. That's fine. The problem here is that the recipe is basically nothing. It's basically, well, try this meat and try this carb, and that's it. It's yeah. basically like a like a starter template recipe, which is <laughs> is not how recipes are supposed to work. No, it's so not. So what what Sherilyn is saying is, yeah, okay, this recipe has like nothing in it. Trish is just expecting you to do the work, and uh, you know, I don't <laughs> know how I feel about that. Give fucking Sherilyn a show. She's creative. Sherilyn should have a show. She's coming up again. Oh fuck. Dorothy M. This recipe was just god awful. Even after reading the reviews and comments, there is no amount of quote-unquote adjusting that will make this palatable. Sad to say, because I enjoyed Trisha Yearwood's show and was expecting more. A huge disappointment and a big waste of ingredients. Sherilyn had this to say. Oh, no. Was a huge hit in my family of six. I guess it's just a matter of opinion because I have a house full of extreme food critics and pit and picky fussy eaters hard to please i recently made this and they went nuts smiley face was asked to make it again i just that's okay mm, that's just a reiterating your previous comment and also like you're not you don't get to be uh, there's a difference between being a picky eater and being a food critic like you don't get to be a food critic just because you won't eat vegetables like i that's like it bothers me deep 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 down it bothers me like some people are picky eaters some people just are i have friends who like literally like give them a bowl of white rice and they will be happy that's it it go into subway and every single time order like just the chicken with spinach on the sandwich with some mayo and that's it Subway. This is this uh, Subway at us. This uh, episode is sponsored by you. You don't know it yet. Give us some money. Hey, Subway. Psst, Subway, give us some money. Subway. <laughs> Eat fresh. Ish. <laughs> <laughs> and, but like, and, and she's a lovely person and I love her dearly, even though she goes to Subway and gets nothing and then pays for it. Um, but like, you can't. She's not a food critic. 
No, and critic. I don't think she would and call herself one. Sherilyn's children are not food critics. They're children. Reviews for Trisha's Wedge Salad with Thousand Island Dressing. This recipe is what it sounds like. It's a wedge of salad, iceberg lettuce to be exact, with some Thousand Island Dressing. That Thousand Island Dressing is mostly mayonnaise, a little bit of ketchup, and some hot sauce. It's the simplest fucking thing I've ever seen. It should not have any reviews. It also should not be a recipe. Shouldn't be a recipe. Kathy Urbano had this to say. <gasps> Kathy! We've heard from her before, we right? We have heard from Kathy recently. Yeah, I don't remember where. Just like literally seconds ago. She had a comment oh, yeah? about okay. the other one. Our old friend Kathy Urbano has this to say. Needs more than this. This is just blah. Iceberg lettuce? Really? This is so 1950s unhealthy blasé food. I don't know anyone that would actually like this. We are so blessed in this country to be able to access fantastic food. This is something you eat with a bag of pretzels and then a pint of ice cream to follow. If you're going to eat this junk, then you might as well do it right. Response from Sam. Go to bed, Kathy. You've, you've had... You've, you've laughed entirely too early. Let's get this one. Let, let's, you're you're going to like this. Let me go again. Bottle it. Bottle it. <gasps> Sam had this to say. Go to bed, Kathy. You've had too much wine. <laughs> she drank the normal amount of wine, but her stomach was only full of iceberg lettuce. So it went right to her head. I can't stress this enough. If you talk shit on the Food Network, you get dragged. 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 Deborah M. had this to say. And for this, she has her own cooking show? I am not a Thousand Island dressing fan, but made it for others just out of curiosity. They did not like it. Terry G. Ter- ter- Terry J. had this to Terija. say. Terry J. said this in response. Maybe try addressing you like, which doesn't address any part of that original comment really at all. Oh, gosh. Listen. Listen. Wedge salads are a joke in a restaurant because you do all the work. You do all the work in a wedge salad. Nobody really. Like, no, there's not an artisanal. Well, okay, there are there are things that are marketed as an artisanal wedge salad. They're they're bullshit. They're bullshit, and this is bullshit. And I don't. Trisha Yearwood's probably a great person, so I don't know if you should. I mean, I don't know anything about her. She's probably okay. Maybe she is a good cook and should have a cooking show. But this is bullshit. It is bullshit. This is. Bullshit, you can't quarter up a fucking head of iceberg lettuce that you got at the Kroger half off and then put ketchup (laughs) on it and put it on the internet. That's nasty. Oh, no. She put it on her TV show. It then wound up on the internet for bonus money. Just for shits and giggles. I When I was like nine... No, not nine. When I was like 12... I saw a wedge salad for the first time on the Food Network. And I remember thinking, wow, that's really cool. That's really cool. That's a cool thing. Um, but also I was 12 and I was stupid. <laughs> and I, and I, I think about it now and I think back to that because for some reason, even though my brain is basically a sieve, uh, that one has stayed. 
You, gotta, you always remember your first wedge salad. The first time you see a wedge yeah, salad? That yeah. you always remember. That's, uh, you know, one of the things that never leaves you. And I look back to that and I can't fathom a single fucking reason why I would have, like, thought that that looked cool. They make it look so appealing. They Maybe. bring them out and they make, they drizzle the fucking dressing and they put a bunch of shit on the side and they don't tell you that you're expected to cut it up like a flaky pizza and collect <laughs> the salad yourself from around the plate and then you get rid of all of your toppings and you're still just left with the core of bad lettuce just uh, basically water leaf is uh, what you're left with a flaky water pizza flaky water pizza which is a horrible horrible phrase that i've invented <laughs> we have reviews for stuffed pork chops okay first review from anonymous with applesauce probably yes with applesauce oh, good. okay good followed recipe exactly chops were dry and not much flavor disappointing response by anonymous this is off the track however how do i keep my meringue from tearing up on cream pies causing the crust to get watery <laughs> I will say the the really funny thing. The first comment was from, and again, it's the Food Network. This is how they do it. The first comment was from one thousand one hundred and three days ago. The response about something totally different was from a hundred and seventy days ago. <laughs> Bless. They're just trying to get some help. And we have one last review. This is not this is just in response to the general the general sense of 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 disappointment that people had in this review section. Just responding to the iceberg on we. No, this is this is for Grandma Lizzie's cornbread dressing. Oh, oh, okay, okay, okay. This is different then. And this is from Juanetta W. And she has a soapbox that she's gonna die on. Okay. I have to first address the negative comments regarding the lack of sage. There are some people, our family in particular, and possibly Trisha's as well, that don't prefer sage in their dressing. My husband and I were raised by parents probably as old as Grandma Lizzie, and they used very little, if any, sage in their cornbread dressing at all. Maybe it is a Southern thing. No sage was what we have been looking for since we married. Both our mothers have long passed, and we were not as smart as Trisha to get their recipes for cornbread dressing without sage before they passed. I think if you tried the recipe and didn't like it for the sage, you could have rated it otherwise without the sage on how the rest of the recipe was. I tried it. I thought it was dry, but figure I can add more liquid. Cooking is by individual taste. I think Trisha takes this into account when she lovingly shares her family recipes with us. Since we got married, we have been on the hunt for no sage. <laughs> I know. That's the most interesting part of I that know. to me. Like, oh my okay, God. A, we're old. B, our parents were older than your parents. Doesn't matter. They were older than your parents. So step off. Maybe it's a Southern thing. But since we got married, we have been on the hunt for no sage. Just, I can, I can think of like, you can think about the things that you feel like you've been struggling with a lot of your life. You know, the thing, the, like the major life goals, the major life obstacles that you hope to overcome. And for these two, it was the constant quest to find a recipe for cornbread dressing that did not include sage. 
And I just have to assume that they were extremely good people in a past life because they obviously have it well. (laughs) They're not worried about anything else. But every time they find a cornbread dressing recipe that has sage in it, ooh, it just gets under their fucking skin. And they just Just gets them every time. They're reading this recipe and then they get to the sage and they're like, damn it. And then they have the audacity to go online and tell people that you're supposed to modify recipes. (laughs) I just also, I feel bad for them because this is, it's 2018. And I know that they're on in years, but you, you you go to Google and you type in cornbread dressing, no sage. And there's going to be 15 blogs. That are just literally about everybody puts sage in their cornbread dressing, but not me. I make it with just pickle juice. Sage Damn is it. like sage is like poison to me. We're <laughs> overrun by sage. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> Here's my cornbread dressing recipe. Like it's just not it's not that. Or or you find a really really good cornbread dressing recipe, and then you. Don't put the sage in. Is this like, it's like sage ninjas have been plaguing them their whole life. They just keep making their recipes. (laughs) And then they taste it and they're like, oh, fuck, there's sage in this one. And they don't know where it came from. (gasps) What if her husband loves sage? Secretly. Secret sage. And every time she makes cornbread dressing, she, he like, they probably still have a landline and he calls it secretly on the cell phone and then just like heavy breathes for a second. And then she like gets all freaked out because it's in a different room. But while he's while he's heavy breathing into the cell phone, he's putting sage in the cornbread dress. And she gets back and just cooks it. Fuck, sage, dig in. Damn it. And the husband's like, oh no, this is terrible. I'll eat it. Damn you, Ashton Kutcher. <laughs> saged time, me again. Saged me again. Um... Coming back to reality for a second, here's the really sad thing. Oh, no. This recipe was from 2,117 days ago. And for all that time, this married couple has had nothing to fight for because they got their recipe. They did. Trisha Yearwood solved their marriage-long problem, and now they have nothing. They just sit at home all day, watch the wheel, happy ever after. Happy ever after. And I find You know what they should get? What? Some flaming Hot Cheetos. Yes. Do you want to hear about all the attributes of flaming Hot Cheetos? I want to go down to the 7-Eleven and get some flaming Hot Cheetos. Genuinely, no. like, I have wanted... I've been looking these reviews up, and I have just wanted to eat some Cheetos, and they're so bad. They're just really bad for you, and I love them so much. Is it... Ha- haven't flaming Hot Cheetos, like, weirdly been in the public consciousness for a little while now? I feel like there was something about like there was going to be a documentary because the yeah. flaming Hot Cheetos like flavor was invented by, by like a custodian yes, who thought how do we make Cheetos more radioactive than they already are <laughs> and let's make them flaming Hot and let's make them the color of Nickelodeon in the 90s. <laughs> <laughs> the custodian basically thought well I know some people have got GERD but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like, they're playing off the whole hot fries thing. I do love some, some what is it, Andy Caps Andy hot Caps fries. hot fries. I love Andy Caps hot fries. So I get it. I get where it's coming from. Pulling an all-nighter in the campus library. Got to get me some Andy Caps hot fries. Oh, you know I did. Oh, yeah. 3 a.m.? Oh, and shit. They closed the store? Fuck, I don't get my Andy Caps hot fries. Thick. Thick. So we are going to the source. 
to get reviews for Flamin' Hot Cheetos. We're not going to Amazon. FlamingHotCheetos.com? You'd think Walmart.com. Fuck yeah. Walmart.com. Here we go. This is These are reviews for a four, four pack of like Flamin' Hot Cheeto bags. Great nasal decongestant says TX Gym. I'm 49 years old, and the first time I tried these Flaming Hot Cheetos was in the winter time. I had a severe congestion, and I got off work and bought me a bag with a small container of mild cheese sauce, sat in my car warming it up because it was 27 degrees, and started eating the Cheetos one after another, and my nose started to run nonstop. My ear popped and my headache went away. Thank God I had some tissues in the car because my nose unclogged like a bad sink would have. I finally drove home and felt 100% better. Till this day, I still still eat them like the young kids do four stars what's that username again tx gym ladies tx gem is available and a gem and a gem ladies line, get on line it. up line up line up tx gem is, is ready for you <laughs> he's, he's gotten all of his all of his he is completely decongested he's gotten all of his he's mucus ready out. to party he's, he's ready to, he's ready to, to bone down <laughs> I just like I like this light on flaming hot Cheetos that they are some sort of elixir, mm-hmm. and they will cure your ailments, all of them. Not the GERD, maybe. <laughs> not, not definitely not no. so much the GERD. Definitely hinders the GERD, but probably the IBS too. Um, but your head gold out the window. Head, this, head gold. Your head, your head cold is out the window. Flaming hot Cheetos is what we all have been looking for—the cure to the common cold. We have found it right here. Give that custodian a million bajillion dollars. So in this in this universe we're building, the there in every like small town there's a flaming hot Cheetos salesman that rolls around every now and then. He's got the big like wagon. He fucking rolls Bring his wagon up to town. Wrong. Mm. I don't know where you're going with that. Definitely doing a snake oil salesman joke. Let's move on to the next review. Totally hot. Totally hot. This is from user R.S. Andrews. Hotter than a fine chick at a party, the flaming Hot Crunchies go with anything at any time. Two or three o'clock in the morning with a Coca-Cola, chocolate milk, water, anything. They are great. Not a drinker. I'm diabetic. So I can't speak for beer or alcohol, but I'm sure they are great. It's fun to eat them without something to drink and see how long you last. Be sure to have plenty to drink to cool the fire and let the lava flow. Only one suggestion. They need to be bigger. Diameter and length. <laughs> oh my god. Okay. Well, I had I had a thing, but that last bit really fucked it up. Um, okay, so before it got weirdly phallic... <laughs> I appreciated that this reviewer was was wandering into their review like like Will Ferrell from Night at the Roxbury's just ready to fucking party. But two things immediately prove how unparty friendly this person is. Doesn't drink, is diabetic. Three things. Leaving a review on Walmart.com. <laughs> but and also drinking chocolate milk at two or three o'clock in the morning. Likes to party with chicks though. Hot chicks. Hot. Hot chicks. Damn, I like them hot chicks. I hope they see this Walmart review. I hope so. This is a review by Liza. It's in all caps. Best flavor ever loving, buying them great value. 
Very hot spice, good test, love hot stuff. Best buy ever worth the price, no matter the price. We'll always love them, buy them lots, great buy. Five stars. Oh my God. It's all in caps, but that I tried not to shout it. Well, I think they were just suffering from the spiciness of the Cheetos and they were having a little uh, little spice rush. A little just crying. Get, getting those endorphins going, yeah. Like a, like a clogged sink all over the keyboard. <laughs> like a sink. Well, uh, coming unclogged like a badly clogged sink or something yes, like that. I think... Yes, came 100% unclogged like a bad sink or something like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, my yeah, God. Yeah, yeah. Sin Lulu has this five-star review. I know this might sound crazy. But I enjoy them sometimes better than food. (laughs) Thereby implying it's not food. I've saved my best review for last. Awesome. This is from Walmart user Amazing. And I'm pretty sure that they created their account specifically to review Flamin' Hot Cheetos. So when it came to username, the username field, it was just like, first thing that came to mind, oh, Oh, I'm still eating these Cheetos. Amazing. 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 Cuss, yeah. Hot Cheetos are the kitties' titties. Dip them in some sour cream, dude. You won't regret it. Wow. Five stars. Kitty. Kitty's titties. Kitty's titties. Uh-huh. So there have been points in my life where I've come up with what I thought was like a funny phrase and I really wanted to sort of subtly use it more often around other people with the hopes that it would catch on. Mm -hmm. I think my most recent one was bounce house. Yeah, you say that a lot. Instead of saying let's bounce, I say let's bounce house. Yeah. Or let's bounce like a house. (laughs) Yeah, you have said that one also, which is fun. Uh, And I think that's fairly inoffensive. Even if you don't like it and you don't want to use it, it's not going to, you know, it might just be kind of dumb. Okay, but I feel like you're getting off track here because what I need you to understand is that Flaming Hot Cheetos are the kitties' titties. That Well, no, that's what I'm... The kitties' titties is horrifying. <laughs> it is horrifying. It is horrifying. That's like the kind of... That's like the kind of phrase that like Joe Rogan from 1990 tries to get popular. <laughs> and then he probably does because people still like him and I don't know why. <laughs> this is the kitties' titties. It's the kitties' titties, dude. Oh my gosh! Okay, speaking of kitties, titties. It's a it's update. a it's a phrase. Tom Hooper's Cats movie comes out December twentieth, twenty nineteen. Oh shit! It got a release date. I was trying to cut you off, and then uh, I, I that was not, too big. I will not be cut off. It was too big. Okay. Cats watch twenty nineteen. Yeah, let's get that update. Bom, 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 bom. That's that, our new segment now. That's that's the only it, December twentieth. Oh, that's it. That's that's all. Do we have more on the cast? No. No, he's Is Jared Leto in it? out like a no. Fuck Jared Leto. <laughs> Is Olivia Munn in it? No, but Fuck. I she's in my dream cast. Is Taylor Swift in it? She is. Yeah, she is. You had told me that before, hadn't you? Yeah. She's the only one that makes sense. Oh, shit, shit, shit. Andy Boy's writing a new song for it to be sung by Victoria the White Cat, which I feel like really puts a pin in Taylor Swift being Victoria the White Cat, which is fine. She can go away afterwards. That's what he did with Les Mis too, right? Like he got a new song for it. Does he feel like he has to do that with whenever he takes theatrical productions and puts them into a movie? Still wants to be relevant still. Like no one, no one's going to come see my production of Les Mis unless there's like a bonus song. A bonus. Song. It's like it's like when you re-release an, a Beeble, a 
a Beeble. It's like when you re-release a Beatles album, you got to put the bonus tracks are there on there and no one's going to buy it. This would make the movie score eligible for the Oscars is what it would do. Oh, you've got to be fucking shitting me. That's according to the Cats musical wiki. That, But that's bullshit, right? Like, come on. Okay, okay. It's been confirmed that Jennifer Hudson's going to be Grizabella. There is a God. I think that's going to be great because then she's going to sing Memories. Jennifer Hudson's going to sing Memories. I think that's good to wrap up on. Oh, I think so. I'm going to cry about cats. If you want to get a hold of us, oh, you God. can. Oh, God. Okay. No, no, no. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to our seventh episode of our dump cast. Um, <clears throat> if you would like to... If you would like to get a hold of us, you can reach us at on Twitter at at critic everyone or at Gmail at foreverycritic at gmail.com. And I will just go ahead and say we've been getting a consistent number of like nine to ten downloads per episode, and we don't have that many friends. So if you're listening to this show and you don't know us personally, uh shoot us a fucking email because I'm curious as to, you know, why, who you are, I don't know. That's awesome. We'd You're like awesome. In, Thank you. Yeah, like we'd like to get in touch with you. I don't know. Or you can review us. Review That's us on iTunes. Too. Like just do some shit or, or not. It's or totally whatever. up to you. Thank you for listening. Yep. Thank you for listening. We've got new episodes out every Wednesday. You can catch us then. And uh, until the next time, we will, uh, I don't know, keep it fucking frosty. I mean, keep it frosty. I'm going to stay frosty. I'm going to be, got my head on a fucking swivel. Hey, babe. Yeah. Let's bounce house. Nice. Nice, nice, nice.